Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Fightful.com, it is October 7th. We have survived the wrestling apocalypse and seen everything through. And not only that, we have an honest-to-God eyewitness of the situation, uh, Denise Alcedo of Instinct Culture. You've seen her everywhere. Maybe you saw her on WWE Watch Along this past weekend. Denise, how you doing? I can't believe I'm now a witness. Yes. <laughs> it's not, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect to be a witness. It just happened. Well, what we, can you do? We have subpoenaed you. You are here. Uh, you will have to testify. And I, I mean, we have to talk about it. Explain right. to me your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions about what we saw last night and what you saw firsthand. Obviously, we saw Sean Waltman, who you, you do a show with. We saw his reaction. That was very interesting. Yeah. Um, so it was just weird because, you know, I just feel like I went in there so confidently thinking that Bray Wyatt was going to win. You know, I, you know, we talked about it on the show like so much saying like this was a, it had to happen. This was the right time, you know, et cetera. Or maybe heck, even Seth Rollins. I think we all had a victor in mind. Oh, I don't think we ever had this ending in mind. And so, you know, I, I mean, I mentioned this to you on mess on private messaging, but I was like on the edge of my nerves. I was so nervous to be on on watch along and I was so excited. So I was like, you know, like being like really like, you know, on my toes sort of deal, you know, that sort of thing. And then the ending happened and I was just like, oh, man. And like I kind of felt like when I was just like, what? Like um, it was just like crazy because I didn't expect it to happen. And so, you know, you just have to like roll with it. And so it was just something that, you know like happened and you kind of have to just be like what like i just can't believe it happened you know yeah that was a very interesting night uh to say the least to say the very least and uh man that was bonkers traffic for us our subscription shot through the roof that that's that's awful really nice. oh yeah oh yeah we had some backstage news i had wrestlers contacting me until 4 30 <laughs> in the morning local time so it would have been like 1 30 in uh in wherever the hell the show was sacramento 
It would have been one thirty there. I had wrestlers contacting me. You all can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com and check that out. Uh, we've got a bunch of shows over there. That's the most direct way to support us and what we're doing here at Fightful. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, leave a thumbs up and subscribe here. But yeah, over on Fightful Select, guys, I've got, gosh, over over the last week we'll have had three or four Q&A shows, a retro review, a mock draft. We've got the Backstage Report podcast where I go in-depth about Vince McMahon's immediate reaction to this and oh man man this was it was it was a wild experience but but how was your personal experience there my my personal experience well it started on Friday really with the blue carpet and with that alone I you know those interviews that you think like you know yeah you would love to get but you just never in a million years ever thought that they would be possible and you know I've covered the Hall of Fame twice now before and you know if anything you would think you'd get these grand interviews at the Hall of Fame and you know no it all went down at the blue carpet like I could not believe like when they sent out the tip sheet and they said like who was going to be there half the people that were that actually came out and then I spoke to more than half weren't ever listed on there so I had no idea so when I got there and I was talking to Ric Flair Sting Goldberg uh AJ Styles I was just like what is this like I just kind of felt like I hit the lottery at that moment and I had such a great spot on the carpet like I could not believe it so I was really happy because pretty much anybody that I tried to get, I got. The only people that I didn't get that I really wanted to get was Kurt Angle. I think he passed by when I was interviewing Sting, so that didn't work out. Uh, I didn't get Triple H or Stephanie because they were really busy, so they were on the carpet for that long. Um, so those were the three ones that I did want to get that I didn't get. Oh, and obviously Becky, but she just did photos. I don't think she did any interviews at all because I would I would have seen her and I didn't see her. Um, so it was just crazy. Like I could not believe the people that were coming through and when I was talking to Ric Flair and and Goldberg and Sting and AJ those were the ones where I was just like um oh oh my god this is happening right now like try to take like mental images (laughs) like I saw some great stuff you did with Drake Maverick and EC3 like you have a lot of great stuff you all can check these all out on on Denise's YouTube channel there's a link on her Twitter she got some great content this week and 26 interviews that's insane and I know you edited them all like that took night, right? four hours to do that. My eyeballs felt like they were going to fall out. My God, man. My God. You all, uh, make sure you all show Denise some love and uh, check out her channel. Check out all the great content she got. Also, uh, show our buddy Kyler some love. He's uh, experiencing a tough time right now. He runs our Fightful Twitter accounts. Go over there. Support our boy Kyler. He's at K-H-A-Y Sports on Twitter, but... Man, this this weekend it's uh, it's been a big one for you, Denise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't even got into the watch along. Yeah, how was, I was that? Like, how I, was I, that? I, I, I was like, I forgot to add that part. I started and then I got distracted. Um, that was insane. That was my first time backstage at WWE, so it was just kind of like you know I've seen glimpses of it on TV, but I'd never experienced it, you know, myself. And so just being back there, I was just like in awe, like just seeing like everything that goes down, just in terms of like there are so many people working and and you know getting to see like all the big stars and all of that was just really cool. I hung out in catering the whole time with Sarah Schreiber, who you guys know is now in Raw, and you know me and her go way back, so it was really cool to sort of like kind of reconnect and like chat up with her on that, and so she was really cool, and then after that, I just went in to do my my part on the watch along with Sean, which we ended up doing the, la- the last three matches on the show, which, you know, 
was just really fun, like, being in there. It was, like, really chill. Everybody was really nice and welcoming and just, like, really cool. And I, I, like, when I did the WrestleMania stuff, I couldn't believe that I did the WrestleMania stuff even till now. And so I feel like it really hasn't hit me, like, this whole weekend. So I, I still, has, still hasn't hit me. I really enjoyed it, and Sean, he's one of the great wrestling minds there is. I, I love talking to that guy about wrestling and picking his brain when I can. Uh, just a great dude, and, and you did awesome. We were very excited Thank to you. see you there. Uh, I had gotten the news a little bit before you knew it went public, and I was like, Denise? I had no idea. You're the one who told me. When you sent me the link, I had no idea it was even out yet. Like, well, no Jer- idea. One of one of our writers, Jeremy, sent it to me, and he's like, Denise is on Watch Along? And I'm like, she is? <laughs> and then uh, I looked, and you were like, is that out? <laughs> so yeah, that- I had no idea. I, I think you texted me when I was on the carpet, and I saw Kathy, and Kathy was like, yeah, I found out that I was hosting it through an article. And I was like, oh, because she looked at me. She's like, congratulations. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, you're going to be on the watch along. And I was like, well, I knew that, but I didn't know other people knew. Yeah. So there you go. You found out before I did. <laughs> well, reminder, guys, if you want to ask uh, a question or have your statement read on the air here, donate a Super Chat live on YouTube. Any amount gets it done. If you want to ask as many questions as you want, subscribe to Fightful Select. And one of our Super Chats is somebody saying, how do I subscribe to Fightful Select? Eventually, we'll be doing that all on site on Fightful.com. But for now, you just head over to FightfulSelect.com. It is a Patreon-based service. Uh, but we've registered that email or registered that that link to make it a little bit easier for you guys. Just head on over to FightfulSelect.com. It'll guide you through everything. Adonis says, so Becky didn't get beat yesterday inside the cell, but she loses to that today. Oh, God. Thanks for your hard work, Sean. I subscribed to Select today. Thank you, guys. We saw like a 20% jump today. It was absolute insanity. Uh, WWE's misfortune is apparently our gain. Uh, young Bibby says, when is Liv Morgan returning? Did I tell you the Liv Morgan story from a couple weeks ago? I don't think so. Liv Morgan was set for a dark match with Ember Moon. And then at like the last minute, they were like, no, 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 we're not doing that. She's not going to be seen until she's repackaged. So they canceled the dark match. And they were like, okay, we got to find somebody. Who's, who's good to go? And they found the B team and Heavy Machinery. And Heavy Machinery like squashed them in like basketball shorts and tank tops and sneakers. Like they weren't in their gear or anything. They just got them and they're like, get out there, do this, get it going. They, they didn't want to live out there until she's been repackaged. Oh, wow. Well, now I'm really excited to see what she's going to come back, you know, looking like. I, I wonder if they even have an idea. I really wonder if they even have an idea. Hopefully they do. Reminder, guys, leave that thumbs up and subscribe. So we see a video intro of the main event angle last week of <laughs> Lana making out with Bobby Lashley. And they, then they cut abruptly to Randy Orton and King Corbin beating up Rusev inside the ring. Lashley then appears on the Titantron after Rusev starts to come back. And he says he's at Rusev's house. And he's got Rusev's robe on. And I thought, Denise, that Lashley was going to be bare-ass naked. I thought the same thing. When I started seeing put put down the towel, I was like, oh, my God, are they going to show, yeah. like, something? I was like, wait, what are the rules again? Let me go back and relearn my rules. But, yeah, I did think so for a second, and I was like, oh, God, please, no. I, I, I mean, can't. I think they should have because butts are hilarious. <laughs> like, butts are hilarious, man. Like, there's no way they shouldn't have done that. Plus... Do you think Bobby hit her with the pose? Do you think he 
hit him with his favorite pose. I saw your tweet on that, and I was like, oh, God, no, please don't let it be what I think you're insinuating here. And then I clicked on the comments, and, like, right away somebody mentioned the P word. I won't say it. And I was like, no, please. I don't even want to think about that, um, like, even being in a reference of a joke or something. So, so yeah, I saw your tweet, and I was just like, oh, my God. Little did we know, know that, that Leo Rush was was keeping the animal caged, like, he was he was truly Bobby Lashley's handler. Bobby Lashley didn't wild out like this until Leo went went away. Leo would stop him at the pose and be like, "Hit him with your pose, Bobby," and then he'd be like, "No more, no more. Let let's keep it PG here." But Lana says that everything they own is in her name, and they don't have a joint bank account anymore. To which I would say, "Sweet." But shades of Maria Canales right there. That's yeah. like out of her page book. Cause they were like, you know, obviously like they both have like similar, not similar storylines, but somewhat similar where, you know, they're, you know, maybe not the nicest women or wives or whatever. And, um, so when Lana said that, I was like, oh, that's definitely Maria Canales right there. But I just feel so bad for Rusev. And he just like, poor guy, just looking down, trying not to even like really grasp it. And honestly, I didn't go back and rewatch the Bobby Lashley Lana making out segment after I saw it on Raw. I didn't go back and watch it. So when they redid it on here, I was like, no, the memory just came back flooding in. Well, the, the YouTube video of them... In the bed's gonna get like three million views easy. They're they're gonna thumbnail Lana pretending to take her bra off, and it's gonna it's gonna hit well, three their, million views. Their interview that I did with them is like almost at thirty thousand views, and I was reading the comments, and I'm just like baffled at some of the stuff people are saying. Like it, I, if you want to have a good time, just go in in there and read the comments. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you other than that. Corbin and Orton are laughing at Rusev. They did this last week too, and then they get their asses beat the crowd gets really behind rusev but the thing is they've been behind rusev they've been behind rusev for years now since rusev day you didn't have to go have his wife screw somebody else to get him over he was already over he's been over for a very very long time at this point um now the thing is like corbin gets thrown into the stairs orton in the barricade and king goes I think everybody can understand how Rusev feels right now. Everybody can relate to this. And I'm like, no, not everybody, King. Not everybody can relate to this at all. I hope not because that would just make me lose faith and love, okay? So, no, hopefully not. So much like Drake Maverick, we didn't see any consummation, so to speak. Now, I don't want to speculate, Denise. I don't want to speculate. But do you think Bobby Lashley may have had a little trouble? Why would he have any trouble? Maybe it's ha- Lana. She's ravishing. Hey, listen, Who listen. Any trouble with Lana? Sometimes it's beyond your control. Sometimes, <laughs> despite despite your age, despite your history, sometimes that performance doesn't quite stack up. Sometimes you got to wait for them to hit you with the pose before you're ready. Unless you go to BlueChew.com. And use that code FIGHTFUL. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Whether it's 
your wife, somebody else's wife, whoever, I'm, I'm not here to judge. You probably shouldn't do that. I, I'm not going to define the rules of everybody's individual relationship. But fortunately, when, when you get Blue Chew, you don't have to go wait in line at the doctor. It's prescribed online. It ships straight to your door. Discreet package. The mailman isn't going through your shit and saying, wow, look what Bobby Lashley's doing. Well, he's not home. He, he's not with his wife. Who's, who's he with? Oh, okay. Mailman's not doing that. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Since it's a chewable, it gets into your system a lot faster than the other guys. And right now, you can try it free. Just use that code FIGHTFUL. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. And let me tell you, you'll probably be in store for a, a way better three hours than you were for tonight's Raw. And let me tell you what, you'll finish a lot better than Hell in a Cell. BlueChew.com, code Fightful. Hit them up at BlueChew on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Can you please clip that out because that was fantastic. You need to, like, post that on Twitter. I've got a whole whole spiel, all of it. I've got a few of them. I've got one compilation that has, like, 30,000 views on YouTube of that one, too. Maybe Rusev's the one that needed BlueChew. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, everybody needs it. You don't have to, you don't have to have a problem to to use Blue Chew. Just saying, BlueChew.com code Fightful. Last woman standing, Natalia defeated Lacey Evans. They ran this one back again. Uh, what did you think of this match? This one went seventeen minutes. You know what? It's funny because when they were doing the replay of what happened on Hell in a Cell in the kickoff show, it seems like that should have been the end of the feud, right? But so I, going into it, I was like, oh, well, they already did this. You know, we already know that Natty beat her. Okay, let's move on from that. But you know what? I was very pleasantly surprised with this match. I actually enjoyed it. I thought they did a lot of really good spots in this stuff, a lot of creative stuff, like when she put uh, Natty in that chair and put the kendo stick and sort of like kept her there for a while. They did some fun stuff. And you know what? I'm more impressed with uh, Lacey Evans than I was like when I first saw her in terms of like she's just she's had the character down for a while but she's sort of she's growing it further and in ring she's gotten better I know we mentioned that at the last show but I need to mention it again because I've been seeing it and I'm just thinking man her working with Natty did her so many favors like had she you know maybe worked with Natty before she worked with Becky Lynch then maybe that would have been like a whole lot better for her but it just also makes me think like Natty would be amazing down at NXT you know working with some of the girls and that sort of stuff I just think that she just she obviously we already know she's a great wrestler so you know but to be able to work with somebody and help them and elevate them like that's even more of a you know that's an extra notch on her belt if tj wasn't on the road with wwe and i mean hey you could do a lot worse than having tj wilson go to nxt and serve as a producer there like i mean that that that's going to be an option for a lot of people as we've seen finn balor is down there now yeah finn balor's down there not having to travel nearly as much, that could be like a tip of the hat to those people who have been around for a while. And like you said, Natalia, while she may not have the same star power that she's had at times in the main roster, you send her to NXT, that's a big shot in the arm for that women's division. And this was my qualm with Lacey Evans. I, I thought that she would have stood to use uh, some work with some of the shooters in NXT, like the Baszler's Dukes and... Uh, and uh, the, the rest of the horsewomen who had those basic shooter instincts of pinning, going for submissions, because those were the main issues that I saw with her. And those seem to be gone now. I, I wasn't thrilled about this match just because 80% of it was counting to nine. 
But like you said, I love some of the spots. I love the monkey flip with the kendo stick. I love the the office chair spot. I even liked we we saw for the first time Natalia get thrown up the new set and slide down. Oh yeah, twice. I think that happened twice, yeah. right? That was pretty cool actually. And, and when the camera zooms in and it's all red and you can't even tell like anything else. Yeah. I like I think that if I if I sit down and watch this match, it's one thing. If I watch the highlights, I would go, "Damn, that was a good match." There was yep. so much of like counting to nine and stuff. There were a bunch of suplexes on the ramp and the announce table. And then Natalia, I love the finish. I love the finish. Her powerbombing Lacey off the stage. I didn't see that one happening. Uh, what, what do you think of the finish? Right away, the number one thing that I noticed was that she was very careful in doing so. If you kind of like look closely at her footing, you can tell she was really making sure that she got that correctly, which she did, obviously. But I did like that she took her time and she did it properly instead of just going in and like, you know, she could have the adrenaline and knowing that you have to do it. It could have came out like in you know, different variations. It could have been sloppy or something, but no, like she got it. She got her footing correctly and she like went for it. So that was pretty impressive. And it's funny too, because up to that point, I kind of thought to myself, you know, Lacey Evans has been really shining in this match. I was like, I kind of wanted Lacey to win here. And to be honest, that's not how I felt like prior. So for her to sort of change my opinion in this one match, I feel like that's like credit towards her for that. And obviously Natty as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this feud, I think it's got to end. They got to be on different brands. They got to move on from this. I'm ready to move on from the Street Profits backstage segments. Every week, I, I'm like, I would rather them just get drafted. Just draft them. Draft them to Raw or SmackDown. Do something there. They do a bit of a scouting report. Not a lot there. Uh, Rey Mysterio cuts a promo, and this is to explain the Friday angle with Cain Velasquez. Uh, he points out the fact that Dominic took a beating like a man and he was proud of him. I love that aspect of things. He said that Cain Velasquez, Dominic's godfather, visited them in the hospital. I think Conan might have a problem with that. He is Dominic's honest-to-God godfather. <laughs> I thought about the same thing. I was like, I wonder if Conan's going to like tweet something like you know, funny or something. Oh, you I know haven't checked his Twitter, though. Conan's one of the realest dudes. Like whether whether people like him or not, he's very real, and I think he's very fair in like his reviews and all that stuff. So I'm sure he'll mention it. Um, there was an odd qualifier for Cain Velasquez. Ray said that he was the only man that could brag accurately that Brock Lesnar fears him, and I'm like, damn. I'm like, he had to say accurately. Like there might be some that say it inaccurately, but they, they Brock isn't really afraid of them. Uh, what did you think of Ray's promo? And we haven't got your thoughts on the Cain Velasquez debut. Your thoughts oh, on that? Oh, yeah. So, okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because I did want to point this out. So I was obviously in the audience for that at the Staples Center, which, by the way, I was so happy to see a sold-out Staples Center um, event because you hadn't seen one in a while, which bummed me out. So I was so happy when I saw that. But the crowd was, like, really energetic. And so – Okay, so I was probably, like, in the section 200-something. So I wasn't super close, but I wasn't, like, far either. So when Rey Mysterio came out with Kane, um, they didn't show it on the screens at the top of the Staples Center. So the people, like, in my section and people further back had no – and the people, like, at the top, because the Staples Center is very steep, had no idea – was coming through with Rey Mysterio and it was funny because the guy next to me was like hey that's Cain Velasquez and then his friend was like nah dude that's Dominic and I was like that's <laughs> not Dominic I was like 
Dominic doesn't have a body like that. I'm like, look, he's buff. I was like, and then I was like, Dominic doesn't have tattoos either. And I was like, dude, I'm like, you're right. It's Cain Velasquez. And then once he got closer and actually got into the ring, us people were finally able to like really see what was happening. So I feel if they would have had the, the camera, you know, what you guys were seeing on TV, yeah. if they would have had that for the audience, I think the pop would have been bigger because there was a lot of confusion in the audience. Like I said, people were like talking like, well, who is that? No, you're wrong. Oh. You're right. That sort of thing was happening. We thought he was that. Dominic too. We thought like a lot of people thought it was Dominic. What? Like oh. on TV? Oh, a lot of people thought it was Dominic. <laughs> oh, a lot of people but, did. You know, a- initially I- for the first few seconds. Right. And it's funny, too, because I was reading people's arguments about whether or not Cain Velasquez being coming to WWE was a big deal or not. And I was like, guys, this is a big deal. And it's funny because so just side note, my cousin who doesn't watch wrestling, you know, or watches very casually this the next day, the first thing he did when he saw me for more at the in the morning, he was like, oh, Cain Velasquez appeared in WWE. And I'm like, what? How'd you know? He's like, oh, I heard about it. And that's the thing. Like, you want to get those people that maybe were you know were yeah. avid watchers in the past and you know maybe stopped watching so having somebody like Cain Velasquez come onto your show that's you know that's good to attract some of those people that you know maybe just stopped watching Hannah Morse in a super chat and said people next to me on the floor kept yelling dumb <laughs> so, oh god WWE's approach to sands of time is Interesting and a little bit different these time. This time we we've seen them throw money at a lot of older wrestlers in the past. Undertaker, Goldberg, Shawn Michaels. Now they're like, you know what? We're gonna go out. We're gonna get Tyson Fury and Cain Velasquez. I'm interested in this approach. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. I don't know how it'll work. Do I think that Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar needed a title? No, I don't. But uh. I, I look at this and I think, man, this is a different approach and it's worth them exploring to see how it ends up because they spend a lot of money on these shows, but they are glorified like live events, so to speak. What do you think right. of the, this new new method of WWE? So it's funny because just before I went on the air, my fiance asked me, he's like, hey, are you going to watch Crown Jewel? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, why? And I was like, I want to see Kane versus Brock. <laughs> and he's like, you know, laughing at me. But I'm like, no, I actually want to see. Like, it's piqued my interest enough to say, like, I'm not just going to go in and, you know, select certain matches. Like, no, I'm going to go in and watch the show. But we already know what Crown Jewel is. I think, yes. like, from the first one that we saw, I think – I mean, with the, with the first one that they did, my interest was more like, how is it going to be? How's the, my interest was more in terms of the audience because I didn't know how the audience was going to be or how they were going to react or what it was all going to look like. Was it going to look like in a, a wrestling event that I already know, uh, know what it looks like here? Um, and then with the second, with the next coming ones, it was more just like starting matches where I was like, okay, I'm still interested in that. And I think that's the sort of uh, pace that I'm following through now. Now we already know what a show at uh, – Wish what a show looks like there, but now it's more about like those matches, you know. So I, I know it's gonna be like, you know, like a glorified, like everybody was saying, a glorified Raw. But I can't help but to still have interest, especially with the Brock Kane match. And I think they're doing they're doing the Braun uh, Tyson Fury match now, though, right? Yes, it, it yeah, looks okay. at least that's the tentative plan that I've heard. Um, right. Or at least it's been reported. I haven't heard that personally. I should clarify that. Okay, so that. it's been reported. Yeah. Okay. So that, well, I'm assuming that they're, they're going to do that. So I can't help it, but to actually have my interest peaked on that. So I'm yeah. sure other people probably feel the same way. It's a much different approach, and I think that's worth seeing. I mean, I beg for something new from WWE all the time. 
Now, I might not agree with some of the decisions that it takes for them to get there or the event in totality. I don't agree with the the event in theory based on a lot of political reasons, but like I'm open to seeing how this plays out, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we see the Viking Raiders defeating Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I've got some interesting news on this one coming to Fightful Select once I can verify. It was a weird situation during the match. Jerry Lawler makes a lot of jokes about Dolph Ziggler killing him. Have you noticed that? Like I didn't actually. Yeah, so when Dolph Ziggler Dolph Ziggler hit like an elbow drop or something and Jerry Lawler blames it for his heart attack. Uh blames that move for his heart attack that he suffered and he always mentions it when he calls the Dolph Ziggler match. Like every time he reminds us, "Hey, remember that time I died on the air?" and I'm like, "Man, Dude, you gotta stop. You gotta, you gotta cut that out, bro. I didn't realize that. Maybe I kind of like just exited, like didn't like hear it, hear it, you know. But man, that's interesting. Okay. You could have heard a pin drop during this match. Uh, it's it's a bummer. They got a pop for the assisted slam, which always gets a pop. That that move is on for the Viking Raiders. And I, I don't know. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just don't know why the crowd was not really into this. I thought this was a nice match. This should have been a title match, I think. What what did they have to prove? They they fifteen and zero. The crowd would not have been quiet if this were a title match. But I just kind of that was probably the I felt that was kind of the theme with today's Raw though. It was kind of like a filler show where it's like, okay, we're gonna put on a Raw, we're gonna focus on the matches, but nothing real big is gonna happen until next week, and it's the draft and all of that. I hate that too. I hate these placeholder. Raws where they just punt. That that shouldn't happen. Like, you've got a team for this. You've got a lot of talented people. Like, these four dudes, I think Bobby Roode's one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. Dolph Ziggler's an outstanding performer. Viking Raiders are maybe my favorite tag team in the company right now. They're so good. I agree. They're so good. And it's just quiet this entire time. Uh, Ziggler DDT'd Ivar on the floor. That was really good. Eric took out both heels. Uh, an ugly fame master from Ziggler hits. That's either that's hit or miss with him, but th- that'll happen. I thought that Eric looked really good when he survived that spinebuster zigzag, and the Viking experience wins it. That move rules. That is an outstanding finish. I love it. They do get a title match next week, but I'm sitting here wondering, like, just why not this week? Or why not just hold off until next week? Why not do a, a title contender match tonight? That way you have a match with stakes or two matches with stakes. I'm, I'm a little bit confused. Uh, Denise, I, I want to know your thoughts on the match and just why this wasn't a title match or maybe a top contender match. Well, it's the same thing. Like, I don't understand, mainly because, obviously, I've said this so many times. Like, every time the Viking Raiders come out, they just do, like, this incredible job. It doesn't matter whether, you know, they're having, you know, a match with somebody on their main roster or just, like, you know, some jobbers that come in or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, they always go in and they kill it. And I feel – and it's funny because even when they have their spots that they do, the crowd is always, like, impressed, even though we've seen it, like, you know, a few times. It still gets everybody. So I think – it should have been a title match, but then it's, again, because I kind of already noticed what, what was happening with this run. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's why I kind of felt that, okay, well, maybe I'm hoping for too much, but maybe next week. And I don't, I don't know why, but I have a feeling that they might be going to SmackDown. I don't know yeah. why. I just feel, I feel it. Yeah, we've got a mock draft that's on Fightful Select now. It's going to be posted on Fightful, uh, I think, Tuesday night. But, man, like, I, I just really hope they stick to the the rosters. They've got to make some people special. And I know there's a lot of frustration among wrestlers that I talk to about this, too. Otherwise, it's just, it feels lazy. So much feels lazy, and that's a problem for me. Uh, Alistair Black isn't lazy. He's tired of his spooky promos. He wants to fight. So he goes out to the ring. And the Bollywood boys are there. The Singh brothers. They get their asses kicked real proper. Like, they get their asses kicked real bad. And then a Dragon Sleeper finishes the match, which we've actually seen Zelina use that version of the Dragon Sleeper before. Alistair Black, I mean, this was this was to... They half-ass promoted this as a showcase episode of Raw, which was their excuse for putting on so many matches and less stories, was people trying to, to show their worth ahead of, of Raw and SmackDown. Before we get into into the showcase aspect, what did you think of Black's performance? Well, it's funny because, you know, he just went – it was an odd pairing, Alistair Black and, and the things. Like, it was just, like – was weird, you know? But I did like it because they did kind of say, okay, he's going to go in there and he's going to show his skills. Well, what do we know that he can do really well? He can kick really well. Yeah. And he just went in there and he kicked them in, like, different ways where it's like, okay, that's impressive. So if you're, like – you know, following storyline and you're thinking, okay, I'm an executive on Fox or, you know, I really want that guy because he can knock out two guys at once, you know, that sort of mentality. Um, I just kind of feel like with Alistair, you know, he, he, I feel like he's sort of gotten kind of lost in that shuffle, you know? And so he's another guy where I'm just like, we need to put him like on the focus. Like we should not be wasting Alistair Black like that's one of the guys that I don't think should be you know sitting in the back or something you know he should be out there he should be a focal point whether it's on Raw or Smackdown or wherever as long as he's a focal point like to me it's just like baffling on that yeah, part I, I like Alistair Black I of course his promos aren't the greatest but he's got something special in the ring like he I think that he he's should got be intensity yeah he should be a guy that comes out and I think squashes people of varying degrees of experience like not just Guys like the Bollywood boys, no disrespect to them, but some more experienced guys too. Make him look impressive. Something that we haven't seen, we haven't seen like a guy of Alistair Black's size like go on a squash match tour. It's always like these e big. Even just like him and Cesaro or like something like that would be yeah. like, you know, to sort of elevate him. Yeah, I, I would love to see that. Now, I'll tell you something that I really enjoy. The, the way the WWE is saying that Fox and USA are kind of positioning who gets drafted. I like that. We don't have real authority figures on the show now. Shane's gone. Uh, Vince and Stephanie aren't really on TV. So I like that USA and Fox are jockeying for position to get talent. That's a good way to put it. As long as Fox is okay with it and USA is okay with it, I think it makes for compelling television. 
why not do that? Because a lot of people wondered, how will this draft go down? Like, who's making the calls? Like, how will it go? I think this is pretty good. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, they already – because they announced that it was going to be, like, Fox personalities, yes. right? That they were going to be, like, having to do something with it. So now I feel like if they add, like, not just, like, the personality part, but if they ask, like, the serious, like, executive business people, you know, that sort of aspect to it, I think it would make it, like, a bigger deal because it's, yes. like, you know, it gives it that real, like, sports feel where it's, like, okay, you know, I really want this guy because, you know, his stock is high. Um, you know, whatever whatever reason. Like, he has killer – like, for example – Got a lot of years in front of him as yeah, opposed exactly. to behind him. I'm ready exactly. for I'm ready for animated Peter Griffin to walk on the screen and screw up a pick and, like, take Heath Slater round three. Like, I I feel like Fox should put over their own personalities like that, and Todd Crisley uh, picks, like, the biggest criminal on the roster. I think that'd be a solid one. Yeah, or, like, they have people coming up. Like, remember the whole Bellator thing? Like, even just something like that where that. you have graphics and, you know, you're thinking about it and there's a clock. Okay, well, you know what? I picked this person. I think that I think they, they have an opportunity to make something really fun and different here and not make it like past drafts. Oh, yeah. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe if you are watching live on YouTube. Send a super chat any amount. We answer your questions or comments on the air. But you can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I have another Q&A this week. You can ask as many questions as you want. I stick around as long as it takes to answer those. So... We are there for you. We also have Jimmy Van, the Fightful founder, answering all questions. Fightful, wrestling, business over there. He did uh, two of those last week. The OC defeated Lucha House Party. Lucha House Party got a lot of offense, a lot of really good offense. And uh, like the assisted splash, uh, AJ making Kalisto look like a million bucks with those arm drags. And then Anderson making Lince look like a million bucks with the head scissors. And then the stereo moonsaults. The only the only real issue I had with this is the fact that every time somebody even touches a mask of a luchador, you always have a commenter or a commentator chime in and saying, "It's so important to the culture." And I'm like, "We know, we know." <laughs> but other than that, AJ countered the Salida del Sol with the the Pele and one with phenomenal forearm. They beat down the rest of Lucha House Party after the match. This was to get the OC over because they've lost so much lately. But I thought they looked good. I thought Lucha House Party looked good. There were no stakes here. But this this was the definition of a showcase match. Yeah, at first I thought, oh, this is going to be a squash match. They're going to embarrass the Lucha House Party again. That's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> and when they came out and actually had a match, I was like, you know what? This was a fun match, and it was good for what it was. The length of time, it got over perfectly fine. You know, yeah, they lost. So what? But we know what they were trying to do, what they were trying to get over with the OC. So it was perfectly fine. I'm glad it wasn't just a squash. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was that was just fine. Why not? Uh, gives Lucha House Party something to do in between their tweets telling us how much time is left on their contracts. Miz TV is up next. Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Now, one of the more puzzling quotes that I heard on tonight's show was, will they be able to coexist here on Miz TV? And I'm like, they don't have to. <laughs> like, They have to coexist <laughs> in the match after that. This was, for everybody that says, oh, Becky's, Becky's died down. She's not over anymore. This completely crapped on that because she got Becky chance like the crowd was there for her and Charlotte went back and forth with some good lines uh I I loved Becky saying that she made the title famous and Charlotte saying she made Becky famous 
that was real good stuff. You can they've got that natural chemistry where you can tell they're friends, but it's competitive too. Denisa, I love the back and forth between these two. They're naturals. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like I think that I don't I don't know. It's like they both are on the same page with how to get, you know, get their feud over, get themselves over. They both have like an understanding is what I can like read like from watching them on TV. And I just think like I love that line, like what you said with her, where she said, oh, I made that belt famous. And I was like, oh, what is this? I was like, is this Kanye and Taylor? What's what's going on here with the I made who famous, you know, sort of deal. So uh, so I really like that. And it's just funny because like when Be- when Becky's in there, I'm telling you, like just with her just sitting there and talking that she has the crowd listening, like you never know what Becky's going to say. So you're always paying attention. I, when I interviewed her a couple months ago, it was. I, I just said like one thing. I'm like, hey, do you think your social media bothers some of the people that you work with? Because I noticed that it does sometimes. And she went on a full rant. She was like, you know what? They can either get over it or we can sit in the back and brush each other's hair and tell each other how great we are again and not do anything. And I'm like, all right. This is what That's I need. That's not going to sell anything. <laughs> That's not going to sell. She knows where the money is. I love it. I love it. Uh, now, what I didn't love is WWE already not making sense of things. They – Miz is like, oh, you all could end up on the same brand. And I'm like, they're going to have the SmackDown championship on Raw. That's not going to happen. And uh, Alex Sardi on Twitter brought up a good point. They really should have just renamed one of the titles, the WWE Women's title and the other one, the WWE Universal Women's title. That way you can kind of avoid that and maybe eliminate some of the predictability. I love Becky Lynch saying that she had something to prove against Asuka. It added a little bit more to this match. And uh, I'll, I'll get into the the extensiveness of that, but I thought that was really good because we had this match, and it's Kabuki Warriors, the new tag champions, against the two women's champions. And everybody knows that Becky got beat by Asuka. Everybody knows that's the last time she's really been beat clean like that. I want to know how you felt about the Kabuki Warriors coming out and yelling and laughing in Japanese. Because if they're playing if they're playing heels, I, I kinda dig it. I think they totally are because they're essentially like trying to disrespect the audience by yes. not speaking in an, a language that they understand. But it's funny because I just feel that even though the Kabuki Warriors, like when they were, you know, separate, they didn't have like that real like highlighted, you know, program like Becky or Charlotte or Sasha. Um, but the crowd respects them enough because of their skill to take them seriously in all of this. So when they were going, you know, face to face with, with Charlotte and Becky, like it was hot because I think everybody knows like, okay, these two girls, like they deserve it just as much as Charlotte and Becky. They just haven't had the right momentum behind them. Right out of the gate, uh, Charlotte almost dropped Oscar on her head, but then landed a natural selection. She caught Kyrie in midair, throws her overhead to, Becky tags in. I love this this double drop kick that Becky did off the top rope, but Kyrie moved out of the way. So Asuka ate it, and then Kyrie followed up with a really good back fist, really smooth. Uh, Becky hit the old deadly drive body slam off the top uh, on Kyrie Sane. Now, this was when Kyrie was going for the insane elbow. Becky Lynch could not have done a more opposite move than her second rope leg drop because I think somehow. She jumps underneath the ring and pops back up. She gets no elevation on that thing. Meanwhile, Kyrie's like all the way up in the air, but it, it's just such a wild contrast that we went through there. Kyrie took out Charlotte's knee real tough. Like, that was a nasty looking spot. 
But the ref is distracted. Like, they played it up perfectly because you look at that spot, Denise, and you're like, damn, could something have happened to Charlotte's knee there? Becky has disarmor on Kyrie. Asuka busts out the green mist again. They've established that two nights in a row. And uh, the thing I liked about this one compared to last night's was the ref couldn't see Becky's face with the mist all over it. She was rolled up. It was avoided. Uh, so it made sense for the rest to not call that into question. Kyrie pins Becky. How'd you feel? Did you think that the, the Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors were going to pull this off? You know, I, well, I, did, I didn't know because I was like, okay, well, you know, they just won the titles. You know, they can't really just like lose, you know. Yeah. So, but I feel like I like it because it gave them an edge and advantage even with the mist and all of that. Like it gives it like a little bit like, you know. Like, you know, they have uh, like a weapon or something that yeah. they can use. So I think that it worked out really well. And like, I don't want to see them just lose, you know, because, you know, if Becky and Charlotte lose, it's it's OK. We already know that they're at a different level. Yeah, I agree. So eventually the story has to be told that Asuka has Becky's number to an extreme degree. They have competed in the same match against each other like five times on the main roster. Asuka has won all those matches. Asuka's Survivor Series team beat Becky's in 2017. They were both in the 2018 Royal Rumble. Asuka won that. Asuka won the TLC match. Asuka won the Royal Rumble singles match. She's now beat her in a tag match. So not only has Asuka beaten her like five times, but she's beaten her in singles, tag, Survivor Series, TLC, Royal Rumble matches. Like that, that is an extreme level of like gotten to for Becky Lynch, and Becky Lynch as a character would have a real problem with that. So hopefully that story is told, and it seems like Becky's interested in that at least. She mentioned it on the promo. Yeah, the fact that she mentioned it, I was really happy, and like everything that you mentioned right now was like, dude, what a great backstory to that, because, you know, right now the man is on top, and you know, nobody's been able to get to the man's level, so it's kind of like, okay, well this person has won in different ways, and several ways, so well, what about that? And I feel like that will intrigue lots of people to sort of say like, oh, man, can someone finally have, uh, you know, Becky's number? But like I said, they just got to make sure to really, you know, if they're going to do that along the line, we got to give Asuka like some stock so that we can so that people can say like, you know what? There's a there's a pos- so that people can believe that there is a possibility that Asuka could bring down Becky Lynch. So what I would love if they're going to go the heel route with Asuka and Kyrie. They're tag team champions. They can be on both brands, at least as things stand. I would love to see Asuka challenging Becky Lynch for her title and having Kyrie out there kind of causing mayhem. Meanwhile, Kyrie's on the other brand challenging Charlotte with Asuka on the outside causing mayhem. But Charlotte and Becky don't have the benefit of watching out for each other because they're on different brands. They don't have those tag team titles. They can't go back and forth. So that's an edge that... These people that the crowd can't understand what the hell they're saying, but you can understand what they're doing. I would love to see that kind of play out, and I love how street smart they're making Asuka, because you can't have somebody win 300 matches in a row and then fall victim to dumb babyface stuff like she was with Ellsworth all the time. Like, it's gotta, it's gotta look good. Exactly, yeah, totally agree with that. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss made the save and lay out the Kabuki Warriors, so I guess that'll continue at least till next week, at the very least. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet and Apollo Crews had a fun one. Their, their promos made me want to see their match a lot less, but I do like that Ricochet... I, I, I just hate it. I hate these two guys. Those two guys in particular being like, wow, I'm so fortunate to be here, and I work so hard, and 
You're just a normal guy. And I'm like, you're not normal. You're not. You're a freak athlete and you're awesome. Like, and you know you are. Like, but it's funny because I think that's like ricochet. Like as a person, like yeah. that's who he is. So like you're literally getting like the version that he is like on camera and off camera. So it's funny. Like I, I don't know. Like the way I see it, it's like you know what? As long as you keep impressing me in the ring, I'm good. Yeah, I would like to see these two, whether it's separate or solo. I've always said this. Like almost playing like a fake nice guy. Like. They say all the right things, but you, you hear them say it, and you're like, you're kind of a dick for saying that. Like, but but I can't prove that you're a dick. But but I know that you are. Well, you can tell if those two guys were comfortable with each other. I didn't want to see them have a WWE Raw match. I wanted to see them have the match that they ended up having, which was a Raw match, but not the, the typical. Like, they know each other so well. They play off of each other so well. Uh, counters galore. A nice kick from Ricochet, a good counter out of the 630 from Cruz, and the recoil hits for Ricochet to get the win. You can tell how how well these guys know each other, Denise. Yeah, no, I totally agree. When it's just easy like that, it was easy to watch, then, you know, obviously that says something about both guys. Yeah, I, I like this. It made sense for Ricochet to win. Wouldn't mind seeing these two guys team up in the future. I've mentioned, like, how I would love WWE to go the trios route. Wouldn't hate to see them with Tazawa because I know he's another buddy of theirs. And I think Apollo has been the most over of his WWE career with Tazawa in Titus Worldwide. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that as well. That's true. And give some guys some more TV time. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of TV time, Seth Rollins got really none tonight. But we did see the video package. Oh, boy. Thoughts, feelings, emotions on no Rollins, no Wyatt, but this video package. Well, so, like, the whole night, I think that's what everybody was waiting for. And I think that was, like, the first thing everybody was talking about on Twitter was I was expecting for someone to address what happened, like, off the top of, the like, the first segment for someone to be like, okay, this is what went down. This is why the match was stopped because I think they went on Twitter and they said this was not a DQ, but this was a stoppage by the referee. Okay, so why? You know? I think that's the big, big question. And so that's what I thought was going to kick off Raw. And when it didn't and it was Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley and Lana, it was like, okay – and yeah. I was like, okay, maybe the next segment, maybe the next man, they'll announce that, you know, something's going to happen. And I think they did announce, like, they were going to, like, they announced something next, but the next was the video package. Yes. So that was a little bit confusing. I was like, after the video package played, I was expecting for something to happen. Yeah. So it was funny because I was hearing the video package and I was on my computer. And then afterwards I look up and I'm like, the video package is done. Nothing happened. Nothing happened with Seth or with Bray. So I was like, okay, well, they're just not going to talk about it today. But I kind of think it's – I don't know. It makes you wonder, is that the right call to make? Because how do you go about it? Like people are pissed. I thought – I honestly thought that Seth Rollins should have came out, told the crowd to piss off, go to hell. They're little shits for booing because they weren't in the ring with The Fiend, and he was. And he did what he had to do to get out of the ring. He said he should have said he knew he couldn't beat him at that point, so he did what he could do to end the match, and that everybody that has a problem with it can kiss his ass. That's what I thought they should have done because he has no edge right now, like nothing. Yeah, but then also, you know, the last image that we saw of him was like his tongue was out and there was blood and everything. I'm yeah. sorry, but <laughs> if you look like that the night before, I can't imagine you coming in 
and talking afterwards and being like, you know, think about it. It's a good point. And so, yeah, like it's like it, it, it would have been like kind of like silly, like, OK, you just were left like bleeding stuff out of your mouth and all of this and now you're out here and you're perfectly fine and talking but maybe maybe an update or something like oh Seth you know is in the hospital I don't know or any like some sort of a comment on what happened but it was really just just that I'm trying to get better about not giving away my Fightful Select content because I got a ton of updates of you know, I talk to WWE wrestlers and obviously they're not supposed to talk to me on the record about this stuff so it's got to be anonymous but I've never had one. I've never had this many wrestlers reach out to me unprompted about something. I've never had a situation where everybody that I reach out to on a, on a broad situation like this gets back to me and immediately I was up all night talking to people and I've never, ever, ever since I've covered wrestling seen something so unanimously liked or disliked ever, ever. Even the Roman Reigns Royal Rumble thing. Which one of the people I talked to said that this is the most the most like revolted a crowd has been since then. Even then, I saw people who were like, "Okay, this is a good idea. I see what they're doing." N- nobody that I saw agreed with with that. It, it's just nuts. Danny Brown says, "Oscar and Kyrie saying give better promos than the baby faces on the roster," and I don't understand a word they're saying. I loved it. I, you know, I mean, it's not a secret. It's kind of condescending to a crowd that speaks English and they're laughing along and we don't know what they're laughing at. So we can only assume it's at all of us or the baby faces. I like that. I think it fits. Yeah, I like that too. Totally. I mean, the, the not speaking the language is working for AOP. They had another vignette tonight. So, uh, I, I like that. Was the Hell in a Cell recap promo shown to the live crowd? I'll find out. I don't know. Danny Brown says WWE is going to ruin NXT by forcing people to choose AEW over NXT Wednesday nights. Sad stuff. So the viewership numbers last week, Denise, 1.4 million for AEW. Not only that, a little bit underrated here. They're getting replay showings all week long. TBS, TNT, True TV. I see it like I'm flipping channels, seeing what like what preseason games are going to be on and what NFL games are on, and I'll see AEW on. That's kind of cool, too. Were you surprised that AEW did so well compared to NXT last week? No. It was – I the way I see it was pure curiosity. We already knew what NXT looked like. Everybody knows what NXT is like. Um, nobody knew what AEW Dynamite was going to look like. So I think that that was just a lot of curiosity from people because even myself, I was curious. I was like, hey, like what are they going to do? Because, you know, they're saying they're going to be different from WWE. Okay, but – how exactly you know and um i'm not gonna say that i feel like we saw anything really different so that's why i'm kind of curious to see like even though like obviously it's impressive like the number that they got i think what's gonna be more impressive is how it continues throughout the weeks because there was a lot of great stuff on nxt as well so i think when it comes down to the end people are just gonna be able to like pick different stuff like what do you really like here like what is it that aew is doing that's different from nxt and that nxt is doing that's different from aew because i feel like right now a lot of people are kind of just like it's different some people are like you know i'm watching both and then some people are like no i'm just wwe and then there's other people that are like no i'm just aew because this is the cool thing to do now and you know they have so much buzz and so i feel that when it comes down to it people should just like watch and i think that whatever you like the most 
continue watching that. Or, but you should also know what the other people are doing too. So if you're, you know, a diehard NXT fan, you should also know what's happening on AEW. Yeah. If you're a fan of AEW, don't just disregard NXT. You should also be a fan of, not also be a fan, but you should know what's happening, you know? Well, it's easy to keep up. That's a seamless segue here. Monday nights, we have Raw on Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. For those of you who are new, Fightful.com covers MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing. FightfulWrestling.com is the way that you can just get the wrestling. Mondays, we have Raw. Tuesdays now, 6 p.m., NWA Power Coverage. We're going to have the live stream there on the site for you. 7 p.m., we're going to have the live stream of uh, All Elite Wrestling Dark. And then at 8 p.m. every Tuesday, once they move to Tuesdays, Impact Wrestling's live stream. So if you can't get enough wrestling, you're going to have four hours of it live streaming on Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. Then Wednesday, of course, we have AEW and NXT. We have our post show. We have Listin' Your Boy on uh, Fightful.com, the, the podcast that we do. Thursday, we have NXT UK coverage. Friday is SmackDown. Saturday, if if you like that kind of thing, MLW's around. Sunday, you can catch Ring of Honor somewhere. There's wrestling every single day. Fightful Wrestling has it all. We talked about the different approach, Denise. We got it. Sorry, I I got just want to mention something. So the Yankees Twins game is on, and right away, what are they doing? They're promoting SmackDown, like full on graphic, everything, video. You name it. So I saw that and I was like, oh, I got to mention this on the show right now. Sorry, I just wanted That's, to mention that. That is big. And I mean, this is, we're talking probably probably seventh, eighth inning right now. Uh, Yeah, wait, let me see. No, they're like in the third. Are no, they? No, fourth. Wait, what's happening? No, I Sorry. just, okay, I, I just looked. Bottom of the eighth. Sorry, I was just watching. I'm trying to see from here, so I can't really. Bot- bottom here. of the eighth, division series, oh, couple you. of 100 win teams. That's a good, good placement there. That's a good placement there. Also, guys, if you all are in my area, the Maysville, Kentucky area, come check out Empire Fight Series 1 on Saturday, October 1st. I'll be in the commentary booth doing a one-man booth that night. Check it out. A lot of people from my fight team are competing on that show. It's the first event in my hometown ever. Very excited about it. So come by. Check that out. Speaking of fighting, Tyson Fury is backstage. Says he wants an uh, apology from Braun. Braun says he'll do it. If Fury asks nicely, I think that's reasonable, Denise. I think so, too. You know what? This was a lot of fun. I thought this was a great way to end the show. And yeah. it kind of made up for everything that was, you know, not not to say the show wasn't bad, but I'm just saying for the maybe the lack of the mention with uh, what everybody was waiting for with Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. Uh, this was really fun. I thought that the way, you know, when everybody came out, all the security and, you know, and then the the, the, the talent when they came out and everybody's trying to break them apart. Yeah. And then, no, like, I think they were broken up, like, multiple times, but they just kind of yes. kept going. That was a lot of fun. Security and then the talent. Like, my thing is, I hope they don't try to make Fury a baby face because he is objectively a huge piece of shit. He really is. He is truly a piece of trash human. But he fits with pro wrestling. He's going to get them a lot of buzz. I see why they're doing it. It makes a lot of sense. His last fight was illegally streamed over 10 million times. That is unbelievable. When they did this, I figured maybe they would set it up for the UK tour next month, which they still could do something. I mean, it would make a lot of sense. Security tries to keep him apart. The locker room tries to keep him apart. Strowman back, goes back to Gorilla, says he's not apologizing, then runs back out to fight some more. I loved it. They had some nice lines about... <laughs> about how Fury would get put on his ass and it would be for a, a count that wouldn't be slow like the one against Wilder. Yeah. And then 
That was good. That was Fury good. was like, at least I've held a world title. You haven't. Some nice digs here. I know a lot of people were giving Tyson Fury grief for not connecting with his punches. I think better safe than sorry, considering the, the guy who's throwing those rounds, Denise. I don't know. It was kind of noticeable. And, you know, that's the sort of thing that people don't like. When you can notice that stuff, it's kind of like, ah, you know, because it kind of takes you away from it. You don't want to see that. Throw them to the body. Just throw them to the body. They're yeah. so much easier to work. Just yeah, that, go to the body. Like, it, this is like, this is your moment, you know. Like, this is it. Like, all yeah. eyes are on you. Like, you got to, like, just go for it, man. Because, I mean, are, are, do they think that I'm not going to believe that some rando security guard isn't going to shit his pants when Tyson Fury hits him in the liver with a punch? It's going to happen. Yeah. Homeboy's going to shit his pants. It's going to happen. My God. So it looks like we're setting this up. I don't know how the hell, if, when, how Tyson Fury's going to work. Uh, but it looks like it's on the docket. I think it's it's a nice approach. When we do cover Sands of Time, we will do the same thing as the last show, guys. Any Super Chats will be donated to the Equality Federation, probably Sammy for Syria as well. We might split those up, so make sure you guys check us out on Halloween. My God. Denise, of course, everybody knows they can find you at InstinctCulture.com, but what do you got going on this week? Um, well, okay, so youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. You guys can check out all the videos. Again, 26 videos were uploaded, interviews with, with Bobby Lashley and Lana, which is obviously the most popular one. Even if you don't want to see the interview, read the comments. It's crazy. <laughs> um, the Sting interview is doing really well. Goldberg, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Oh, my God, Charlotte and Andrade. Like, there's it's- so many. Rey Mysterio. Uh, check those out. And then – um. I have like a few shows coming up this week, and then uh, that's pretty much what I'm doing this week. I work on some more YouTube content and stuff. That's good because I, I kind of fell back on creating some new stuff. Oops. <laughs> Guys, make sure you all support what Denise is doing. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe. We are on podcast platforms everywhere. Most importantly, visit fightful.com, fightfulwrestling.com. That's our bread and butter, my friends, as are you guys. Thank you all so much. We are back here for the mock draft Tuesday night. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.